Good evening. You all right? Uh, I'm David. Uh, really good to meet you. If, uh, if you're new, uh, if you don't know who I am, uh, that's my name. I'm one of the pastors, as Andrew said, um, and it's great that you've joined us. Um, if you've been here for longer than I have, it's also great to see you. Um, you've caught us at a good point. We've just started a ser- sermon series um, around all in. Uh, around all in. So this the first month, the first four weeks, we're talking about prayer. Um, if you were here last week, Gareth was talking about we're all priests. Uh, so there's different people up on the, on the stage here, but we're all called to be priests. We're all called to minister Christ's love and his reconciliation and all sorts. Um, and it's, it, it's fun. So we're, uh, we're, we're covering prayer, this audacious reality that, that, that we believe in this church, that we get to communicate with the God who created the heavens and the earth. I mean, that's pretty exciting. It's pretty exciting. I find it exciting. Nudge the person next to you if they're not excited enough. Um, so it's a three-month series, but this, this particular month is around positioning before God, this all in. And it's exciting. I believe that God has got stuff for us as a church. Uh, he's got stuff for you as an individual around a commitment that is all in, that isn't sitting on the fence, but is resolved before God. So we're going to be looking at that. And today we're talking about listening to God. We're talking about listening to God. Uh, I'm going to say a few things. We've got, um, I'm not going to go on for a long time, probably around 35 minutes, maybe 39 if I'm doing a good job. Um, but if, you, if you're interested in more, this is a great book by Mark Batterson, Whisper. It goes into much more detail. So if you really are grappling with hearing the voice of God, hearing God's voice, Uh, knowing how he leads and how he speaks, that's going to go into more uh, detail. We've got a great resource uh, at the back, loads of other books about prayer, uh, but that's one I would recommend for you. Great. So just a little bit about me, um, because I've got the microphone, so I get to be the one to talk. Uh, I'm 35. Uh, I've got a wife, three kids. Um, I enjoy a bit of mountain biking. I'm wearing Superman socks right now. I don't know how much detail you want. Um, Uh, and I love God. I'm passionate about, about his word, and I love that we're, we're talking about listening, because my life has been transformed and changed because I've managed to pick up communication from the King of Kings and from my Father in heaven. I believe in a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Uh, and if you're new here, or if you're new to faith, you've been here for a while, and you're wondering about who this Jesus fella is, well, straight out of the bat, I, I believe that God is your Father, and he wants to speak. He loves to communicate to you. And there are a number of ways in which he does that, and we'll get into that. But he wants to communicate. And I believe tonight, as a result of tonight, my hope is that you go out into the difficult or different challenges in your life, that you go with a greater confidence, that you're equipped with greater confidence. My three-year-old yesterday was trying to climb a climbing frame. Uh, He was around some of his cousins, and they're all pretty uh, much bigger than him, and they're confident moving around all these different cargo nets and all this stuff. Suddenly, I just get this shout from my, uh, from my boy, Ben. He's like, Daddy! And I'm having a conversation, so I think he probably had to shout at least five times um, before I responded and went over. Uh, and I went over and went, Ben, what's the problem? And he's like, I need your help. And he's halfway up a cargo net. And I was like, okay, Ben, you just need to put your hand there and do this. I mean, I didn't touch him. I didn't do anything. But just the fact that I was behind him and gave him a little bit of advice and was with him built confidence. I'm hoping that there'll be something of that tonight for you, that you'll hear the Father's voice or you'll be encouraged again to pursue God's voice. You up for that? Yeah. Yes. Great. Well, 
the good news is that you are sheep. Uh, you are sheep. We were told this uh, by Hills Grew, another of our pastors who was preaching a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and sheep are pretty dumb. Uh, and they require a shepherd. So my hope is that you also go out of here feeling like you don't have the best perspective on your life. You don't know necessarily the best way. Uh, Hills indeed shared um, an image of these sheep, a true story about a, a whole bunch, hundreds of sheep that just walked off the edge of a cliff because another sheep did and they were just following. So when it comes to being all in, there are certain things that you don't want to be all in for. And this is why it's important to hear God's voice, because if we are committing to being all in as a people, as a group, well, what does that mean? And what does it look like to be all in? I'm going to rush over it a little bit, but John 10 uh, covers a whole load about, about hearing the shepherd's voice. It says that Jesus, Jesus speaking, says, I am the good shepherd. He's good not because he's Jesus, but also because he's willing to lay down his life. He's not just a hired hand shepherd. He really, really cares about you. And he really, really wants you to hear him and to be led by him. So John 10 is, is full of some really good advice. And we're going to get into the Bible uh, in, a, in a bit, uh, in some juicier passages in a, in a minute. But I just want you to know that there is something precious about being a sheep and being able to hear the shepherd's voice, because life is complicated. I hope, I hope you know that life is not straightforward. We're not here because we believe that it's all clear and it's easy. We're here because we believe that God helps us through the challenges. Why don't you talk to the person next to you or someone around you if you feel comfortable about an experience you've had of hearing God's voice or some questions that you have. Maybe you've never heard God's voice or never heard his leading. You've got two minutes to talk to the person next to you about what it means to hear God's voice or any time you've been prompted by God. Okay, great. There's some nice noise around. <clears throat> if you're listening on podcast, I hope that you paused it and had a phoned a friend or something. Um, there, is, there will be so many stories within this room about people who heard God's voice, either in significant moments around significant life decisions or just in those moments where you're with God and he speaks. Often the most significant things that God speaks to me is just, David, I love you. And I'm like, yeah, I know that. And yeah, great. 101, I've got that. But actually there's something precious about hearing it said again, in different contexts. And sometimes that's what God wants to say. And I can read it in the Bible, and I can see it in the people around me or in creation, and we'll get, we'll get to that in a moment. But there's also something around hearing God's voice for ourselves directly as well. So hopefully you've been encouraged by the stories around you. Maybe have some more chats about that afterwards. There's loads of stories. God wants to speak to his children. I'm just gonna show you a, um, We've got, I've got three points that I want to uh, cover tonight, uh, and it's basically the context from which uh, how we listen to God. We're talking about listening uh, to God. So I'm just going to show a little triangle, because um, I feel like these different things connect. I, I feel that you need to know God's love, God's language, and God's lordship in order to hear his voice, in order to know his communicating with you. God's love, God's language, and God's lordship. It's important that you know God loves you. That, that this communication 
is not, is not just like a starter gun. It's not just you're waiting and you just need, you just need the go and then you're going to run off and, and leave it. It's not like a, a train platform announcement so you know which train to get on and where it's heading. It, communication from God is for relationship. God wants a relationship with you. He wants to talk to you. He wants to communicate, and it's not just one way, you telling him what you need or how you feel. He wants to bless you with his perspective as well. So there's a love aspect. This is about relationship. But there's also, we need to learn God's language, how he speaks to us. Hopefully you've heard different ways just then. Um, I'm gonna cover some in a minute when we get into it, God's language. But there's, I wanna encourage you tonight that there's something about God's lordship. If, if God isn't Lord in your life, then listening to him is going to be difficult or more and more uncomfortable, or potentially you just become numb. If God keeps talking to you and you don't do anything about it, that's going to be difficult. But also, if you want to be Lord of your life, you might find it hard to hear God's voice, because he's wanting to be Lord, and he's wanting to lead you. And so it might be that you're struggling to hear God's voice because you want to run things. You want to be Lord. So I'm going to cover those three in three um, different uh, um, uh, sections now. But I think they all relate a little bit. I think they, I think they all relate uh, a little bit, which is why, for me, the triangle helps. Great. So let's get into John 15. Uh, as you turn there, I'm just going to uh, explain a little bit of the context. We're going to be re- reading from verse 9. Um, but this is, this is a time in, uh, in, in Jesus' disciples, that a bunch of people who had been following him around for three years and learning from him, seeing some amazing stuff. This is a time for them that's, that's quite tumultuous. This is a bit of turmoil. Jesus is talking about leaving them. And literally, that's, he is all they've known for three years. He is all they've known. They've just followed him around, copied him, done what he does, did what he said, tried to, to follow him in different ways. And he talks about leaving them. But also there's a whole load of political context in the background that is also unsettling. There's all sorts of factions. People who want change quickly and violently. Religious leaders uh, who have certain ways. Or, and, and then the Roman Empire who are um, putting heavy pressures on a bunch of Christian people. I don't know what your context is. But it feels to me at the moment where that there's... The, there's confusion, there's noise, there's political unrest, we've got some big decisions to make as a country over the next couple of months. There's all sorts going on. And some of you, you're starting a new term, you're starting in a new place, you've started a new job, I don't know what your context looks like. But Jesus was keen to speak into these lives, the lives of these people who were keen, enthusiastic, but unsettled, and in an unsettled time. So let's see what he has to say. Do turn to your, bar, your Bibles, we, the, the words will be on the screen. Thanks, Jamie. So this is, actually, Jamie, you're right. We're going to go John 14. John 14 first. Uh, this is the one, if, one of the things he says. Thanks, Jamie. Jesus says, all this I have spoken while still with you. He's been teaching them. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have said to you. Good news, we have the Holy Spirit. So even in that moment when he was trying to tell them everything, he knew they might not remember everything. And I'm not quite like Jesus, so I've got less uh, expectation on you guys remembering everything I say tonight. But thankfully, you do have the Holy Spirit. If you believe in Jesus Christ and you've invited the Holy Spirit to fill you, 
you've got the Holy Spirit in your life uh, and he will lead you and teach you. There's something of power in that. And then we go to John 15 and from verse nine. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you, Jesus says. Now remain in my love. If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have obeyed my Father's commands and remain in his love. I've told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit. Fruit that will last. Then the father will give you whatever you ask in my name. This is my command. Love each other. Now this isn't necessarily a typical verse or passage on hearing God's voice. But these are commands from Jesus before he's going to go. And he's saying, I love you. As the Father has loved me, I love you. Again, that relationship. First and foremost, you need to know that God loves you. He's communicating to you because he loves you. So he wants the best for you. And then here's a, a challenging bit. Now remain in my love. If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love. So it's not just love for the sake, for, for your benefit. It's not so you can pick and choose what you want to do and he loves you and it's great. It's about a relationship. So actually, this is where God's speaking of, he wants to be Lord. He wants to be Lord in your life. So the things that he's speaking to you, the way he wants to communicate to you, is because he knows the best way for you to live. He knows the best way for you to run your business. He knows the best way for you to handle your kids or your workload or your dissertation, whatever it is. He knows. He knows. The Father knows. And so he's, asking, he's saying he, he wants to be Lord in this. This is not just a love thing, but there's a Lord thing to it. God wants to write a love letter to you. So all of our listening, all of our hearing God is part of this picture of God communicating to us that he loves us, but it comes with a challenge that we respond to him, that we're willing to obey. Because if we love him, we'll obey his commands. Uh, there's loads in that that, I'd, uh, that we can unpack a little bit further, but I, I wanna move on to God's love language. God's love language. How do we recognize the voice of God? I'm just going to ask Kieran to come and join me up here. Thanks, Kieran. He's really willing. <clears throat> I don't know if you've ever watched The Voice, Voice UK. The Voice, is, it was on BBC, I think it's moved now, but basically a bunch of the judges sit on a, well, on a chair. Can you sit on a chair with your back to, to what's going to go on over here? So you just look away. Uh, and they have a buzzer, you've got uh, a party popper oh, great. instead. Well, I'll give you two just in case one doesn't work. <clears throat> uh, and, and what I'm going to do, Kieran, uh, is I'm going to ask a couple of different people to come up and say, Hi, my name is Becky, and I'm hoping that you will be t able to tell which one is your wife. <clears throat> okay? okay? Yeah. So this, <laughs> how long? I can see reflections in the year. How, how long have you been married? Uh, two years now. 
two years. So, and how, how confident are you that you, you know your wife's voice? About 80% at the moment. 80%, okay, well, that's all right. We'll, we'll go with that. So I need you to look that way now because I'm going to get a few people to come and join me. Actually, just close your eyes. Let's, let's keep it. Let's see. We'll have Emma as well. Okay, so one by one, they're going to say, hello, my name is Becky. And then the one, you press the buzzer when you think it's your wife, okay? Okay, you ready? Yes. Okay. So, contestants, you're just saying, hello, my name is Becky. Hello, my name's Becky. didn't press the buzzer, okay? Hello, my name is Becky. No, okay. Hello, my name is Becky. <laughs> Hello, my name is Becky. Hello, my name is Becky. Hey! Phew! You. Thank you so much. Who <laughs> was the first one? Ah, well done. You saved your marriage. <laughs> we've we've got a. Uh, I've got to make a link now, haven't I? Because that was fun. Um, I'm going to. There's, there's something about knowing the voice of God that requires relationship. So if you were hoping that I was just going to give you a, a, a quick one-liner so that you can listen to God, I'm, I'm just sorry, it's not that easy. It's about relationship. Kieran will tell you, it's, it doesn't, it's not just like that. And, and we don't have the privilege of having God walk up to us and go, hello, my name is God, this is what I say. But he calls us into relationship. Because it's about God's love as well as his language. So, God speaks to us in a myriad of ways. Uh, and I want to say that scripture is a really important part of this. If you're struggling to hear the voice of God in your everyday, day-to-day stuff, we could address some of the noise and how often you get actual space to hear God. But also you could address how much you know the word of God. How quick the word of God is to your mind. You're struggling with finances. It might help you to know Philippians 4.19. That my God will provide all our needs according to his riches and glory. There's something around having scripture memorized or knowing the word of God and the character of God through his word that helps. It's like building up a bit of a, a guest list if you're a bouncer at an event on a, on a door and you're kind of starting to get some truth. So when something comes in that's not welcome, you've got something. You've got something to say, that's not God's voice actually. That sounds condemning. And I read through the Bible and he's not someone who condemns us. That sounds like, that sounds rude. I read through the Bible, I don't see a character that's rude. Oh, there's something patient here. There's something loving. Ah, yeah, come on in. That sounds like God. So we really need to know our Bibles. Um, why don't you turn, I know this is interacting and, and fun. I, I, I hope it is anyway. Uh, can you turn to the person um, next to you and just tell them the way to, this is going to be helpful if you've just arrived in Cheltenham. Tell them the way to Cheltenham General Hospital. Can you just describe it to them as best as you can?
Okay. Great. I'm just going to ask for a show of hands. Who feels like they could confidently get there from the, from the description that they've just heard? One, two, okay. Uh, now I'm going to show you a little picture on the screen. Or you can get your phones out and get maps on. I'm going to show you a picture on the screen. It's going to come up here just in a moment. There you go. Now, this here is where you are at the top. And this here is Cheltenham General. I want you to try and explain it again to the person next to you. You've got 20 seconds again. Okay, all right. Put your hand up if you feel a bit more confident that you know the way now. Okay, there's a few more hands up. It's not helping my point. Okay, explain it again, no, that's fine. Great. Um, reading God's word will give you a really helpful framework for hearing God's voice. It is much easier if you already have a backlog, if you already have, in effect, a map from which God can speak to you about your life. Because there's so much in here that is God's voice already spoken and much more reliable than some of the thoughts that I have in my head. And it means that I can also just test things. You, you said that way and that way and that way. I've, I, I see that that fits with the nature of God and the character of God. So we really, if you're wanting to listen to God, you need to know his language. And the Bible is a, a key part of that. A key part of that but also our own stillness and our own discipline. We're not gonna get away from this. We really aren't, especially not in the 21st century. We live in a noisy, noisy time. It is noisy visually, it is noisy in terms of the stuff that we see on our phones all of, all of the time. And actually, God wants relationship. And if I'm in a relationship with my wife, and I'm always going, darling, can, we just, can I just talk to you a minute? Darling, can I talk to you a minute? Hello, darling, can I talk to you a minute? Darling, can I talk to you a minute? If I was always having to shout, it would be a really terrible relationship. Darling, how are you doing today? How was your sleep? Darling, are you asleep? I'm sorry. I'm glad you were. Um, it's, not a great, it's not a great relationship if all of it is shouting. And do you know what? God isn't a shouter. There may be times in your life when, uh, when life is so hard or so confusing and he uses the bigger stuff, the burning bushes or something like that. If, if he's calling you uh, to set a whole nation free, he's, he's going to make some things really, really clear for you. If he's calling, calling you to do some audacious stuff, he's going to help and, and, it's, and we'll hear his voice for ourselves and we'll hear witnesses around us. But actually for your day-to-day -day listening with God, he's going to whisper. He's going to whisper. And it's on you guys. It's on me if we're going to actually hear. 
because he's got stuff to say. There's principles in here, but there's daily priorities in, the, in the, what God wants to speak to you about. And if you're not making time in your day so he can direct you, if you're just moving in a kind of, I've got this, I know how to do day, then you've stopped acting like a sheep and you're starting to hear some other voices or maybe you're running things yourself. So we need to create the space. We need to get rid of some of the noise. God speaks in all sorts of different ways. One of the most significant times, one of the craziest times, just before I was getting married, I was finishing off a tour with a theater company, so we were traveling all, all around the place. Um, and I was just preparing to go away to Africa for three months, leading a team. And we were trying to get a wedding prep and all this kind of stuff. It was one of the most stressful times in my life. And we drove up for a, a show that we were doing up in Scotland. And we're driving up and I see, a, I see a view that's not too dissimilar to the one that we're going to show on the screen in a minute. I just see God's creation and I'm in awe. And it speaks to me. It says, I've got this, David. I've got this. God says, I've got this. I'm powerful. Sometimes you just need to stand in front of a sea or see a mountain or, 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 or get right close up to some flower that's really close to you or something. But, or just look at a sky at night. God speaks in all sorts of ways, but he's communicating. And sometimes when your head is so full of voices and noises that you've learned not to trust, but will really cause you stress, sometimes creation is your best gift. Because it's been there for a lot longer than your anxiety. And it's been there for a lot longer than the lies that you've believed. And it's trustworthy because God made the universe and it's big and it's massive and it's awesome. And maybe, maybe just seeing some stars and saying, God, hold me. Maybe that's all you need to hear. Maybe that's all you need to hear. So there's something about God's voice. So these are different, God's language. God loves to speak to us, and he uses all sorts of different things. Just a quick one on, on testing what God's speaking to you. Uh, we could go into more details on this. Uh, there'll, there'll be other books, and there'll be other times to do this, but test it with God's word. Test it your spirit, in your spirit. God's given you the Holy Spirit. If, if, if someone says something and gives you a word from the Lord and it's just great and it's confusing and it offends you or there's just something unsettling, it's just a, just a little unsettling, you might want to just check that out a bit more before you make any decisions around it. So God's word, God's spirit, but also God's people. It is not good for people to be alone. We were created to be in community and God wants to speak to us as a group. And he wants, to speak to, he wants us to hear together as groups. So test stuff out with the people around you. I'm rushing over this because actually the pizzas are already here and I'm hungry. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so let's land this on God's lordship. So we've talked about God's love, God's language, God's lordship. Uh, possibly the hardest one to speak about because uh, I like being lord of my own life. I like making the decisions. I like choosing and actually, I like to, there's some areas in my life where I, I really know how to do it. I really know how my life is done. And yet, that gets us into all sorts of, of challenges. Our response is an important part of listening. Because you might be listening, but unless you're responding, it's not, there's not a relationship in it. There's not a rela relationship there. My daughter, Bethany, will get really annoyed if I raise my, bo my, my voice, and I'm like, Bethany, you're not listening. And I was like, I am listening. Beth, she'll go, I was listening. I'm like, but you've not done anything about it. I said, can you tidy your room? 
I mean, she's not 15, she's five. But she's still getting some noises out there. There's a difference between hearing what God is saying and actually being willing to do it. And if I was God and I was asking you to go and, and feed hungry people or to go and get into messy lives and you just kept on saying, no, God, can you, can you speak to me about something different? Or you, you, There's something about God being Lord that is all part of the listening. I, I hope that makes sense, and it certainly does in John 15. It's about obeying his commands and being willing. And to be honest, all of that is about humility. It's about humility. There's a quick passage that I'm going uh, to finish on here. In Isaiah 30, if you want to go to it, you can. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time. Isaiah 30, verse 15. It's one of those that I've, I've learned because it challenges me a lot. It says, God says to his people, in repentance and rest is your salvation. That's how you're going to be saved. That's how you're going to become whole as a, as a people. In repentance and rest. In quietness and trust is your strength. Really helpful. In repentance and rest is your salvation. In quietness and trust is your strength. But you would have none of it. You said, no, we'll flee on horses. There's a bunch of people who've got this plan made out. How are they going to succeed in life? How are they going to stay safe? You said, no, we'll flee on horses. Therefore, you will flee. You said, we'll ride off on swift horses. Therefore, your pursuers will be swift. A thousand will flee at the threat of one, and the threat of five, you will all flee. This is a bunch of people who think they've got it down. They've got plans, they know how to do life, and they've got, they're going to run, they're going to find fast horses, they're going to get big, bigger cars, bigger houses, they're going to sort their, their business out in this particular way. And God says, no, it's in repentance, turning the opposite way from that broken way of living, and rest is your salvation, in quietness and trust. I wonder how much quietness and trust there is in my life, in the way that I'm living. Repentance and rest. And then further down, you can read it for yourselves later. It's a really good passage. It talks about hearing the voice of God, turning back to God and hearing a voice saying, this is the way, walk in it. So friends, I want to challenge us to to know that God loves us, to know that listening to him is about relationship. It's about love. He uses different sorts of languages and we need to learn them. But we really need to say, God, you're Lord, and we're not. And we need to have the humility. Some of you, you're hearing this, and it's a talk you've heard probably 30 times before in your life. Um, But it might not be a talk that you've lived in this last week. Because you've again got comfortable in the way that you do things. And maybe you've started to rely a little bit on your own strength uh, for the way that you do life. And maybe I'd just encourage you to remember that God is speaking and he wants to say something about your tomorrow and your next week. (coughs) Excuse me. I'm going to give us some promptings for how we might want to pray from here in a moment. But just why don't we just take a moment just to be still. So God, we ask you just even now, just to begin to speak. We want to hear your voice.
Would you prompt us? Would you remind us of verses in your word? Would you speak our names? Would you just fill us with a holy boldness and, and a renewed hunger to hear you? So my prayer is that we want to be sheep. We want to be aware that we are, we're not great. We don't have a big grand plan. In the grand scheme of things, his ways are higher than our ways and we want, we want to know the shepherd's voice. We want to be led by him. Uh, but I sense, and there's going to be an image on the screen, I sense that there might be some wolves, some foxes and some goats in the room. Um, not literally, don't panic. This is, if you're new to us, we don't have animals here as far as we're aware. <clears throat> uh, but uh, sheep, sheep is where you want to be at. Uh, goats, I figured, are a little bit more stubborn. And maybe you've become stubborn to the word of God. Maybe you've, you, you just, you've just stopped listening or you've got your own ideas. Or, or maybe you've got, there's some, there's some resistance. Maybe there's some resistance for some reason about the voice of God. There's just a bit of feistiness from you when it comes to hearing God's voice or even being open to it. And maybe you want to say, God, I think I might be a goat tonight. Would you, would you soften my heart that I would be open to hearing you and, and to hearing your prompting? And maybe you are a fox. And I don't mean how good you look tonight. I mean, I mean how clever you think you are and how cunning you think you are about your stuff, about the stuff that you do. Maybe you've been doing a job for 15 years 20 years or maybe you've been doing life in a certain way and you think you're pretty clever and God's saying I've got better clever take your clever and your confidence and surrender it to me let me speak be hungry to listen because I can use your clever but it needs to be surrendered to, to the Lord and then maybe you're a wolf wolves love a little pack stuff and, and, and they're not great at leaders they like to be a, a pack. My sense tonight is the wolf, I don't, I'm not an expert on wolves, but the wolf represents, you just, you just figure that actually God doesn't speak as much as this guy at the front is suggesting. He's not that interested. It's just about us as humanity figuring out the best of our lives. We're just doing our best. I want to suggest that there's a, there's a shepherd who knows what's best for you and he wants to speak. So if, if that resonates with any of you, we're going to have some time to pray. If you're able to, why don't we stand? Um. Remember, this is because God wants you to go boldly into the different ventures that he's called you to. He wants you to be all in with confidence. And all in, going back to our verse, is about remaining in him. He wants us to remain in him. And, and something of that is about hearing his voice and being willing to respond to him. So, maybe your best prayer in this moment is, God, make me like a sheep. Remind me that I'm clumsy at best and I need to be, I need to be hearing you for the different stuff that you're calling me to. So we're just going to pray. Jesus, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Andrew's explained a little bit of uh, how we're going to do this, but we just, we just give space for God to speak. And it might be that he begins to speak to you now about all sorts of things. So I'll, I'll try and be, be as quiet as possible. But if you already know 
that you want to do some business with God. We, we, we try and create a bit of space down here because we love to pray with people. Um, so if you just feel stirred around listening to God's voice, around being open to his promptings, and you want to be, be renewed about making space and time, maybe you want to come down from the front. If you feel like you're obviously, you've got some wolf tendencies, you're trying to do life just as best as you can, or maybe you've been clever about life, or maybe you've just been butting heads with God a bit. If, if there's anything that you want to respond to, particularly around lordship and God being Lord, there's something about coming forward and saying, God, I want you to be Lord. So why don't you take the moment? Can I just encourage some people just to, just to come forward and we're going to start praying? I'm not going to wait around. So there's a bunch of people from our, from our family who are going to come forward and just begin to pray with, with people. If you want to tell them exactly why you've come forward, that's fine. But you don't need to go into detail. We just want, we want to just place a hand on and ask for the Holy Spirit to come and equip. Just begin to come forward. And for all of us, why don't you just ask God that he would speak in this stillness, in this moment. Jesus, come and speak to us. Lord, come and speak, we pray. I pray, I pray, God, that you would humble us. That without you, we would lack confidence, but knowing you in our day-to-day, knowing your voice with us, we would do bold stuff for you. I think there's some people here and you, you, you've always wanted to be able to hear God's voice and can I just say let's just be free to have a go tonight so it might be that you just want to ask the person next to you and just say hey look can I pray for you put a hand on their shoulder and go God would you speak to me for this person it's always going to be uplifting it's always going to be encouraging it's always going to be for their good it's not going to be something that's unkind within those parameters, to say, God, would you speak to me? You might be here with your spouse or friend or someone that, that brought you here. We'll just ask God, would you speak? It might be that God wants to speak a word through you. We could do with a few more people just to come down and pray. I think there's a, a few ladies here and a... A guy, if we could have a couple of ladies to come and pray this side, that would be great. Thank you, Lord. 
If you've come forward and you've not been prayed for yet, could you just raise your hand? I'm just going to pray for a hunger for God's word. Talked a lot about God's word being a, a huge part of learning his language. If you would love to be stirred up afresh about God's word, just put your hand on your heart. You might want to put a hand out. And I'm going to pray for us. God, I pray for, for those of us who are just hungry for your word. We know something of you, but we want to know you more. We want to know you deeply. We want to know you with confidence. I pray that you would stir such a hunger and a thirst for your word, Lord. I pray that as we open the Bible later on tonight or tomorrow morning, that, that you would bring life and clarity. And I pray that there would just be such a hunger as we begin to eat, that you would stir a hunger, stir a hunger. And give us the tools, Lord, if we need some friends around us to help us. Would you provide? <laughs>